0: Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, highlighting the latest construction technology and trends to drive your business forward. Coming up in March of 2020, ConExpo ConAg is North America's largest construction trade show. We bring you expert advice from your favorite brands, startups, and industry peers. And for even more news, sign up for our weekly 365 e-newsletter at conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. We've got another great guest on the show today, so let's dig in.
1: Welcome to Con, Expo, Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. McKinsey has famously said that labor productivity growth in construction has averaged only 1% a year during the past two decades. This is in comparison to the growth of 2.8% for the total economy. If construction productivity were to catch up, This could boost the sector's value by an estimated $1.6 Technology is one way to improve productivity. Today on the podcast, we will be discussing the efficiencies that can be gained by using collaboration software. This type of technology is experiencing some pretty significant growth, too. Cloud-based collaboration software is anticipated to jump almost 11% by 2027. The value is clear. Technology can help reduce the time spent managing documents and focus on construction, helping to heighten that productivity. Today, we will dive into the current challenges surrounding user adoption. We'll explain how you can ensure the successful implementation of new software, giving you the insight you need to be successful with technology. To help Address these topics and more. We are joined by a guest who will provide even greater insights. Please welcome Chris Lengiza, Director of Business Development for the Marketplace at Procore. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks,
2: Peggy. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate being on the show today.
1: So, Chris, it's a, an exciting time in the construction space. I think when we talk about the role of technology and how it's expanded and how it's helping construction companies. Actually be more profitable. I'd love for you to talk about the role of construction technology actually in the construction marketplace right now.
2: Yes, yeah, so that's a great topic. You know, at Procore and my personal experience, you know, we, construction technology is really about connecting all the people on the job site, right? We've gone such a long time of kind of working on our own little silos on the job site, that anything we can do to stay on the same page, have the same updated information, be able to collaborate better, be able to pass information between companies, not just within our own company, is extremely valuable. And and that's going to prevent so much rework. That's what's costing our industry so much, is we spend so much doing things Wrong, and we spend so much doing things multiple times to get them right. So, if we could just do things right the first time, we'd become more efficient by a natural progression and by having the right information available for everybody that they truly understand what's there for them, that will improve our industry as a whole.
1: You make a very good point about connecting people on the job site because we are at that point when we want to break down those silos, as you mentioned. We want to connect the GCs, the subs, even all the way to the owner. So when we really have all those barriers are gone, we become more profitable. Margins go up. Right now, we have a lot of hurdles in the industry because we have so many silos. How does technology break down those barriers that you just described?
2: Well, I think you know, just making it easier, right? Um, making it not something that you need an advanced degree to understand on how to share information is is gonna be key. Also collecting the data. Um, in a simpler form. So you know it's really been difficult for our industry to collect good data for so long because it required a lot of manual input and manual entry. And not to say that people are lazy, but we just don't have the time. Um, Being a project manager and working in construction for 15 years, you would struggle to find five minutes in your day to grab a cup of coffee, never mind to go out and collect information exactly what was happening on the job site. So now that we have technology that can really help expedite those processes, that can really make it easier, that democratizes it, that anyone on the job site can do it, Um, that's really addressing a lot of those problems of how difficult it was to actually collect the information and share it.
1: When you talk about that advanced degree, it was really an interesting point there again that you make because we want to democratize everything, but we've made things so much more transparent with that whole use of data, data sets, what we can actually look at, how much information is so important. How are we actually doing that? Because now we're able to see what's wrong with our equipment. We're able to see how to actually improve things, how to Actually go to job sites at the right time when we need to do things and how we need to do things. How is that expedited the way we do our processes? As you just said, the project manager.
2: Yeah. So, so really it's about collecting good data first. And once we actually have that in a, a digitized format that we, we would call structured data, something that is in a database that we can run analysis on it, that's when um, we can take experts who have a lot of industry knowledge, and these are our senior leaders, our superintendents that have been around for a long time, our operators that have been around for a long time that really know what makes the equipment run right, makes the job run right, makes the, the project go well, and we take the knowledge that they have and apply it to that data so that we can present it in a very simple manner. For everyone to understand on the job site. So, for example, a project manager that has a a really good gut measurement metric of, you know, hey, I need X number of guys on the job site for every, you know, million dollars of billing that I have every month. Well, now he's collecting good data either via automation or via input from the users in the field, and he can have confidence that he's getting a good manpower count from his team. And then he can apply that metric and go, hey, you know what? We need more guys out here. We're not going to put enough work in place this month. So therefore, we're probably going to be behind schedule. And that's the combination of that industry experience and that industry knowledge with the data that we're now collecting that can make jobs run more efficiently because instead of reacting, we're being more proactive about it.
1: When we look at this more proactive decision-making, we have these experienced senior people on the job site working with younger workers now, and they're actually sharing this knowledge. They're sharing it with the really key data that they have with this gut feeling you described. We're sharing knowledge and insights about a job site that sometimes you just can't use by itself. You've got to have a combination. How is that showing how these really skilled trades are learning something that they never really thought the two need to come together. You need to have the skilled machines, the skilled trades. It's not all by itself. you got to have both. It's a combination to really make a construction site work seamlessly.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a a great workforce, but they are aging, right? And they have tons of experience and knowledge. What they may be lacking is a a concept of what the technology or what the data can do for them. And we have a young workforce coming in who has grown up with iPhones and iPads and computers as long as they can imagine. And so they're used to using that technology. So in a way, they've been consuming data their entire lives and they've been consuming metrics and seeing things in that manner for a very long time. So it takes a little bit of bi-directional mentoring of of those two groups getting together, those senior individuals who have the experience of how it should work on a job site, and, and the junior people who understand what the data and what the technology can do to them. And they can teach each other. Right, And by doing that, what they're really doing is they're advancing each other. Um, senior, We don't have enough of those senior people left around that can teach everybody. So we need to be able to take the message that they have and be able to broadly spread that out. And one great way to do that is by digitizing it, right? Recording those conversations, building them into dashboards that can be spread out through the entire job because it's nearly impossible for one mechanic to be able to spend time with every single, you know, apprentice on the job site but it is possible that the knowledge that that mechanic has about how a piece of equipment should operate could be put into a dashboard that all the apprentices could be taught how to read and understand how it is that the job should be running. And that's what we really try and do at Procore, right? We take that knowledge of the job site that we have in senior leadership. We make it easy to collect data from our, you know, our mobile apps and from our collaborative software that we have for everyone on the job site. And then we democratize it and we spread it out to everyone on the job site. And and that's why we're seeing so much success is because we're making information available to everyone on the job.
1: When we look at this right now, you call it bidirectional mentoring, reverse mentoring. We see that right now. There's so much value in that because we look at this younger workforce needs to understand there's so much opportunity because technology is so valuable, but yet there's so much value in the senior knowledge that's out there because the two working together can really change the way construction is done going forward. And is that where we look at all this data, all this collaboration that you're talking about, encourage the usage of new technology to drive construction when we talk about AR and VR and we talk about digital twins and things like this, that the next generation is going to change the way things are actually built on the job site?
2: Without a doubt, uh, I think the, I was having a conversation about this yesterday with some colleagues about, you know, uh, an expressed um, concern that some people that I used to work with had about, hey, we're not teaching our new people the same processes that we were taught when we came into the industry, how to write RFI's and how to handle submittals and extract information out of a specification, and their concern about that was, is we're letting technology do those things for us. And, and that is great. And as long as they understand what the value is that they're getting out of the, the data that's extracted from those because they know how they fit into the job, then they can focus on different things and they can really change the way that we build, right? They can focus on putting more attention on scheduling, putting more attention on streamlining processes out in the field, instead of the repetitive tasks that we've had to do traditionally over time because we've been a paper-based industry. And so by bringing those, those two things together, we allow our teams to become a more efficient, which is going to change the way that the industry operates. We're going to see things like AR and VR have an impact there because you're not going to be able to take every single apprentice or every single project engineer out in the field and show them every situation. It's just not feasible. But you can put them inside of an augmented reality or a virtual reality environment and let them experience certain types of situation that you want them to learn about. And that could be a guided experience that's given by a senior veteran who's who was maybe on that job, or maybe has it can identify all the issues or all the things to look out for in a specific environment. And and that that's going to provide a ton of value on teaching our people on how we're going to build in the future, because it's not that we are going to change necessarily the way that we build, but I think the way that we approach it is going to change significantly.
1: Chris, are there specific steps... You know, that a contractor should take today to ensure a successful implementation of new software, because I think someone listening right now would say, okay, I always want to do this, but I don't want to fail at it. You know, they, they get concerned about how do they achieve success.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And, and we get asked that a lot, right? And and one of the reasons that we've been successful is we really try to uh, eat the elephant one bite at a time, right? You, you got to take small chunks and focus on things that are going to affect a large number of people. Um, former uh, colleague of mine and good friend of mine said, you know, technology that has the biggest impact affects a large number of people with a small chain, right? So don't go over and try and overhaul your. Entire company with 12 different technologies. Focus on you know two or three things that are going to everybody has to do, and uh, eliminate that process or change that process using technology so that it touches everybody and has a huge win. Um, I, I jokingly say this a lot of times that m- my biggest win at my previous company was implementing DocuSign, and it seems like a pretty you know benign thing, right? We just started signing contracts electronically. But what you don't realize is how many people actually interact with those contracts and how many people it affected. So it affected executives, it affected project executives, it affected project managers, it affected project engineers, subcontractors, our risk management department, and all by switching this process to a digitized process, I was able to give people transparency into the process and where the signature was and what stage it was at. And then we had a digital version of the documents. There was no question of, hey, where's that signed contract anymore? So the guys on the job site could find it easily. And it was such a small thing that I didn't think about at the time, but it was extremely successful because it was a small change. It affected a huge number of people and then saved a lot of people a lot of time.
1: Is security, though, the big factor that comes into play that in construction, companies are very concerned about collaboration and the effects of security as it relates to that? When you share so much with everyone, you now have to think about the security of all the documents.
2: Yeah, so there's, there's two different approaches to security, right? Security can be, hey, I need to make sure that I own my data and somebody's not going to hack me and take control of it that I don't have it anymore. And then there's the fear of collaboration. Um, so the, the fear to share too much information to other people on the job site and too much transparency. And, and so I think our bigger concern, ironically, around security is that we're afraid to share. Because contractual obligations in the past have put us in a place that sharing information could put us at a disadvantage, and we need that to change for the industry. And as we see more design-build-type projects and IPD and more lean methodology showing up on job sites – We're seeing even more contractors collaborate more closely with the trades, more closely with owners, having a more open book. So, there's less worry about sharing the data because someone might get their hands on something that they shouldn't. And when we do that, then the project as a whole benefits substantially um, because we're not all keeping our own same records. We can share one set of documents that everyone can work off. We are being transparent in the the cost of things so we can make true evaluations of what's in the best interest of the project on change orders or potentially uh, making changes to the job or accelerating the job. And, And those are the type of things that we need to do because in this siloed environment where you have an owner... And he bids to several GCs and then one GC gets a job and he then tears that down to subcontractors. And we're all kind of living in our own environments, covering our own butts, if you will. Um, that is counterproductive for, you know, efficiency and productivity on the job site. Doing it where we're all in it together and we all shame in the in the prize or share in the pain together, that's going to be where we're going to see advancements significantly in the industry.
1: Are owners going to continue to demand more transparency is what we're talking about because maybe we'll lead to more blockchain or is owners going to say, look, we want more transparency in in our jobs?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think we're already seeing large owners demand more transparency. We're seeing especially the institutional type owners, right, the the healthcare, the, the universities, uh, large owners who are building sites across the country. They demand that level of transparency and collaboration on the projects that they work on and that's what makes them successful. That's what makes them be able to do things that people are always like, wow, I can't believe they were able to actually do that. You know, the one-off owner, the I'm building one project in the next 20 years, I just want the best price. Listen, they're not motivated to build a trusting relationship with a contractor. They're motivated to get the job done, and they'll probably never have to interact on that project again. And, And those are always going to exist as well. So there's always going to be kind of that mix of both. But I think you're starting to see the larger, more educated owners definitely push towards more transparency on those jobs and really leverage the ability to improve the project and the end deliverable by having a higher level of transparency.
1: At the end of the day, when we have more transparency, we all then succeed together. And fail together, and that goes back to your collaboration that you started this discussion on, is where we have greater collaboration. Because if the owner sees that, the owner sees the profitability, the owner sees everything, they all know that, hey, we know where we succeeded in this, but we also know where we failed in this together. So the success of a giant project falls on everyone, but the failure also falls on everyone, and the owner knows what happened along the way. Is that not correct?
2: Absolutely. And and that's why owners who are building a lot of projects tend to lean towards that more collaborative environment because they have, can take advantage of it in the future. They may learn of a mistake on one project, but they know that they're building a similar building six months later to start in another location and they can take advantage of that. That, you know, that owner who has no more buildings to build is like, well, great. I just, you know, I just had a bad project and no matter what, I'm, I'm paying for it.
1: But that's where the data comes in. When you have really great data and you're an owner that's involved in this and you have a collaboration with your subs and your GCs and everybody along in this, this island of information that no more silos, you share this information. That's where a wealth of an industry can learn and the industry as a whole grows and becomes more profitable because we're sharing so much more data sets about what we have to do. And that's where blockchain can be more beneficial for the industry as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think what's really interesting there is we, we've heard from customers. We've heard, I've heard from colleagues and people that I've worked with in the past that there's a desire to actually share that data across companies and across the industry so that we can truly leverage what it is that we're doing, right? Are we getting better? Um, how long should this take? We don't know. Can I compare myself to other, um, companies in the industry? And by doing that by sharing that data, that will move the whole industry forward. Now we're not necessarily there yet. Nobody's figured out a great way to to capture it all. Um, you know, having more people on one platform obviously makes it a lot easier. And you know, we have a ton of customers at Procore, so we have a lot of that data. And having you know, in the future, maybe that's a possibility. I, I, you know, our customers would have to opt in and say that they want that. But, you know, being able to analyze it and now having people who are focused on our industry that really you're seeing more and more companies pop up around analytics um and showing up in the construction industry on how to analyze whether or not your job is going well. And we're starting to train machine learning algorithms so that we can teach them how to analyze the data so that we don't have to do it as humans. And it's now just spitting out, you know, an evaluation of whether or not, we're having a good job or being more at risk. I mean, we have partners in, in our marketplace that, um, that tie into Procore that leverage machine learning and artificial intelligence to evaluate, uh, photos and video to determine if your job site is potentially at a safety risk. And that's hugely beneficial. We're short on people, so people can't be everywhere. And if we can use the assistance of of data and machine learning and artificial intelligence to determine those things and then point us in a direction of where to look, that's really, really beneficial.
1: So where is the tech market in general, you think, headed? Where Where do we see it growing and what should contractors be looking for?
2: Yeah, well, I think contractors should be looking for a place where they can leverage the solutions that fit their workflows best, right? Um, we're seeing the growth of the platform. You know, Procore is a platform for people to grow their businesses on and to truly leverage tools that fit their workflows. Now, you might not use all of our tools, whether it be project management, construction, financials field productivity, quality, and safety, you might use a mix of those, and you might have some really great point solutions that you love using on those job sites. Where I think the technology is going is how those things communicate. And, you know, that's why Procore has developed the app marketplace, and we've integrated with over 125 different companies growing every day. Um, And we want people to say, hey, listen, you have a really good process and a really good workflow using this point solution that's fine. Keep using that. Integrate the data together. That's what we want. We want to have one single source of truth that we can collaborate around on the data, and we can leverage that so that we can run those analytics, right? And that's going to teach us about what went well on one job and what didn't go well on another job so we can continuously improve on projects moving forward. And we can only do that by having connected systems and connected data.
1: Chris, are we seeing the construction industry really starting to embrace technology the way they should?
2: We're definitely getting there. I mean, I could tell you seven, eight years ago when I first, you know, showed a superintendent an iPad and some drawings on it, he was like, "What do I need that for? I got a perfectly good set of plans in my office, right?" But now we're seeing it being demanded, and especially with the new, uh, the new age of construction professionals coming into the industry right like i said they're used to working on digital devices all the time so that if you handed them a piece of paper they'd be like well can you just email it to me So, so that's helped driving the innovation, and then we're seeing the success stories. It takes time for this to happen. You don't uh, adopt a new technology and know exactly how it affects your business for maybe a year, maybe two years sometimes, depending on how big the investment is. So, we've seen these things happen. We've seen the growth of, of products like Procore, and now we're getting real information back on how it's changing jobs, and more importantly, probably changing lives. Um, of the professionals, the construction professionals that are out there by saving them time and letting them, you know, have a little bit better life. Coming from that side of the world, I know how stressful it is. I know how many hours people work. So anything we can do to make it so that it's a more manageable task, that that's going to be why they adopt it as well.
1: Well, Chris, I've really enjoyed the conversation. Chris Lengiza, Director of Business Development for Marketplace at Procore. Thank you so much for spending time with us today.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Peggy, for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: All right. Well, collaboration technology, as you just heard, is offering a number of benefits, I think, for the construction industry. And I think there's going to be more. It can kind of improve productivity, efficiency, communication among project team members. Now, it's a matter, really, I think, of time of implementing this technology within your organization. Thanks so much for joining us today for this show. That's all the time we have. So, join us next time. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley.
0: And that's going to wrap up this edition of ConExpo, ConAg Radio. If you like the show and think other people should listen too, make sure to subscribe and maybe leave a review on iTunes. We'll be back next time with another great guest. Until that time, be sure to visit conexpoconag.com slash subscribe to sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. More than 30,000 other construction industry pros are already receiving news and insights to move their business forward.